0: Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Who Money podcast. Can you believe that there's only 11 days left in 2022? Seriously. Like, I'm thinking back to 2020, before the world stopped, right? It's been almost three years since that happened, right? March of 2020. And it's now December, almost January, 2023. It's crazy, Now is the time where all you hear is talk about the new year, 2023, right? Resolution time, goal setting. What are you going to do to change your life, right? Every end of the year, that's all you're hearing, right? And then come January is let's set your resolutions. Let's make them all come true. So have you listened to last week's episode? It's filled with really actionable tips that you can create your best year ever being a money magnet. You definitely want to go back and listen to that episode and really, and share it with your friends. Share the episode with your friends. The only way that this podcast grows is with your help. Please help all the moms out there that you know to help them build their money muscles too. It really takes less than 30 seconds to rate five stars because no one wants a bad review, right? So rate five stars and leave a glowing review. Please help me help more moms like you by taking 30 seconds out of your day, 30 seconds to rate, review, and share. Please make sure that when you're sharing to tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so that I know what episodes you're loving. Thank yourself for taking the time to be here with me today. I know that you're a freaking busy mom with shit to do, so I really appreciate it that you stop in and spend some time with me once a week. And then also, if you follow me on social media, I'm always in my stories on Instagram. So please come have fun with me in there. It's so much fun. We're always laughing and having fun. And you can DM me and we can talk. It's really such a great time. So the other day, I overheard a conversation between two women that were actually talking about money. And it was really interesting because I heard one woman say, I would rather stay in debt than figure out how to change. And she really said that. It wasn't those exact words, but it was something like that. And I literally almost threw up on my mouth a little bit when I heard that because I almost like, I felt like dying inside. Like, I know how she feels, you know, because it feels so daunting. But what I heard her say was that money is hard and I'm scared to tackle it. Like, that's what she's really saying. She thinks she's going to have to deprive herself of the lifestyle that she's living now in order to make a change. And she's avoiding it on purpose just to stay in her comfort zone, which is making her stay stuck. We all stay stuck in order to feel comfortable, even though she's probably going to be stuck on that hamster wheel forever if she really doesn't make the change. And what she's really doing is committing financial suicide. Did you know that 16% of suicides in the U.S. are because of finances? Like, isn't that crazy? 16%. That's a huge number. Think about the stress that you feel because of your money. Money can cause so much stress and take a huge toll on your mental health. Your mental health is already taking a beating just being a woman, right? Or better yet, even a mom. Or maybe you're a single mom like me. So think about it. I've been really open about my mental health. And as a culture, we really need to normalize talking about mental health because it not only can lead to disease in your body, but it can ultimately lead to suicide. And definitely being on meds, you know, just taking that cocktail just to like avoid life, you know, you're just kind of floating. (laughs) I know too many people personally, or a friend of a friend, or even celebrities that have committed suicide just this year in 2022 alone. And it's really hit me hard. And I've been reflecting more and more and more about what I want in my life and what really makes me happy. And I have conversations about this all the time with my son. We talk about everything. You know that. If you've been listening for a while, you know we talk about everything. I'm constantly repeating to him that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And I have him seeing a therapist to really just guide him through the things that I don't know how to do and also just have another trusted adult in his life that he can have to talk to that's really non-biased that has no opinion about anything that's going on in our lives he loves her and he loves going and whenever i tell him that he has an appointment with her he gets so excited he he literally like puts his hands in the air like yes you know and i love that i think we all need someone to talk to a lot of us tend to shut down and that's why everyone's suffering in silence. We really need to normalize this. We need to normalize being okay talking about our feelings and that it's okay to feel. And check in on your kids. Spend more time talking about this with them too and really letting them know that they can come to you. If they need someone to talk to you and they don't want to talk to you, that you'd be happy to have You know, have them talk to a therapist or someone or even someone at school, anything. Just ask them who they trust talking to. Everyone needs someone to talk to. Anyway, so I thought about all of the ways that you're committing financial suicide right now. And if these continue and you do absolutely nothing to change them, you'll have no way out. No way out as you get older and older and older because it'll just keep getting worse. Living on credit. This is what actually led me to my bankruptcy. My ex and I were living on our credit because we both lost our jobs. We had no savings and the little savings that we did have, we blew through it really fast and we just didn't pay attention and we were living our lives as if we didn't lose our jobs. Spending more than you make. So how do you expect to get ahead if you spend every time that you're making and then you're taking out loan after loan after loan that you can't pay back and you're just every month never getting ahead. Reel that in. If you keep refinancing your house, so you keep resetting your mortgage to 30 years. So you'll let a few years go by, you refi it, it goes back up to 30 years. So you really are just, you just keep resetting that loan. Like you're never, ever going to pay it off. And if you heard the episode where I discussed the amortization schedule, go back and listen to that. The amortization schedule simply is just a list of the payments that you make according to the interest rate that you're paying and what you'll actually end up paying by the end of the loan. And it's usually double or more than double of what your actual loan originally was. And so if you keep resetting that to 30 years, you're never going to pay off this house and you're just going to be overpaying. And then if you refi and you add your credit card debt to your loan, which so many people do, which is such a mistake. I mean, think about how many times you're going to be paying off this debt, which you're actually not even paying off. So many people pass away with their loan still intact and then leave that burden for their family. My parents actually refied their house three times, three times to take money out for various reasons and the house was finally paid off two months before my father passed away that's no way to live another is raiding your retirement account getting a 401k loan it's the worst loan you can get the absolute worst because not only are there huge tax penalties that need to be paid immediately in the year that you take it out you have to pay back that loan with a higher interest and pay it back before you can actually start contributing back to your retirement again financial suicide. Like you're just not getting ahead. You're you're killing yourself financially doing that. This is one that you don't really think about that it's a harmful thing to you, but it really is. It's taking out student loans for college for your kids. It's your responsibility to save for your retirement and for your own day-to-day expenses, right? So teaching your kids how to save for their own car, their own college, their own living expenses when they're young will let them not only be financially set for life, you won't have to pay for them. And this one is huge. It's avoiding and procrastinating. You say that you can't save or invest because you don't make enough money or you have too much debt or you don't really know how to do it and it's just not gonna work for you for whatever reason. That's bullshit. I show you exactly How to save and invest while you're eliminating your debt. When we work together one-on-one, we use your own numbers, right? Personal finance is personal. I say this every day. Personal finance is personal. And you're only procrastinating to avoid. Usually, you're avoiding some kind of pain. So stop and think. Think about exactly what you're avoiding. What are you avoiding, really? Are you avoiding just doing something different? Learning a new skill? Avoiding the truth? Do you think your situation's unfixable? Is it too hard? What is it? It's usually the first thing that pops into your mind before all the excuses start flowing. So when you really sit down with yourself and you ask yourself a question, it's the absolute first thing that pops into your head that you usually ignore. That's the thing you ignore. The thing that pops into your head, you ignore it, and then the excuses start. Pay attention to that first thought. The younger you are, the better it is to get started but it's only too late when you're dead, right? I say that all the time. It's too late when you're dead. Start now, start today. It doesn't matter where you are, start today. You're obviously not dead yet because you're listening to me now, right? So what the hell are you waiting for? Seriously, what is it that you're avoiding? You don't have to wait until you hit rock bottom to change your money situation. So I'm gonna give you three easy tips to take now to stop avoiding and start actually loving your money. It will actually help you smile when you think about your money. So step number one is just look at it. I say this all the time and people just still don't do it. Just look at it. Look at your money. Open up your phone. Go on your banking app and your credit card apps and just look at it. Just look at it. I have all my clients do this. It's called the morning money minute. You take one minute every morning and just look at your money. Look at what's coming in. Look at what's going out. And then while you're doing that, show it some gratitude actually thank your money and be grateful for the money that's coming in that you have to be able to spend on those things that you're spending on. Whenever I do this, I actually start smiling when I look at my money. It's amazing. Once you start showing your money some love and thanking it for doing what it's there to do, to take care of you. To provide you safety and security and fun, right? That's what money's for. Provides you safety, security, and fun. That's it. And when you just start thinking about it in that way, it changes everything. So show it some gratitude every morning. Just look at it. Next one is make a list of what you want your money to do for you. Obviously, you want to keep paying your bills, right? So that's the first thing. Keep paying your bills. Then you want your money maybe to support fun. Dinners, vacations, fun nights out. Fun, fun, fun. Right? money to support your kids and their activities, money to support the unexpected expected expenses that I talk about all the time, right? money to work for you instead of against you, saving and investing for your future goals. Just make a list. Make a list of what your money should be doing for you that it's not doing right now. And then the next one is just goal setting and manifesting them. This is the fun part. So once you know what you want your money to do for you, you can set your goals. So you can't tell your money what to do if you have no goals. So sit with yourself, come up with your short and your long-term goals. What do you want your money to do for you within the next 6 months, a year, 3 years, 5 years, you know, all the way. Just keep thinking of like what do you want from life? What do you want your money to help you do to enjoy your life? That's what goals are for your money. It's just a way to tell your money what to do. And then we use the law of attraction and the law of intention to reach your money goals. So sit with yourself, spend some time thinking about what, you're re- what you really want. Sit with yourself, spend some time thinking about what you really want. Write it down. You are already ahead of most people just by thinking about it. And then writing it down actually moves you even closer. And when you use the law of attraction, the law of intention, and then actually taking action is when you will be blown away by your results. It's time. Time to set up a free consultation with me to work one-on-one. We'll dive into your own personal numbers. And because I always say personal, finances personal. Let's set up your 2023 to be your best year ever. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank yourself for taking some time out of your day to be here today and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, Please share on your social media and tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.